All right, welcome in episode 92 of the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm Travis Shadon, and with me, as always, Spencer Maddox. We're going to get going on episode 92, season 5, episode 12, coming right up. But first, I want to tell you guys about Coach's Corner in Savannah, Savannah's number one sports bar at 3016 East Victory Drive. Find them on Facebook by searching for Coach's Corner in Thunderbolt. Call ahead your order, 912 352 2933. The best sports bar in Savannah and our title sponsor. Coach's Corner has been doing it right since 1991. Cold beers, hot wings, and 196 billion television sets. Whatever sport you want on, from cricket to basketball, football season in full swing, they'll get it going for you at Coach's. Tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you, and they will hook it up on your bill. Tell your server or your bartender. All right, Spencer, let's get after it for a 90-second time. It's the Hot Grits podcast. Ain't nobody gonna this your boy I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. Ain't nobody gonna rip like you might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break and you know, crank his heat or something. We're almost uh three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. No time for pleasantries. We just got Sports all over the wall. Yeah. Tons of talking points. First, let's get your uh, feeling. How are you feeling coming into this one? Um, this is the flu game, dude. I, so I got the uh, my second shot. I'm now fully immunized. Shout out Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I- uh, I'm fully immunized. I feel like uh, I don't want to discourage anyone from getting the shot. That's, that's not what I'm trying to do right now. But I do feel like butt. Like just, I, I feel like butt. You my feel the way hurts. Michael Jordan felt after eating that seafood yes. pizza. Yeah, 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 that one. yeah, yeah. But here, here I am. You know, putting in the work, grinding. Yeah. Credit to me, real hard worker. That's what people say. It's, Lunch pale guy. Yeah, it's difficult. Blue collar guy. It's difficult to come podcast once a week. Yeah, to hear yourself talking to a microphone. Yeah, but we do it all. Yep. For the listeners, uh, let's start with the Braves. The Braves, uh, what day ten now? of the Freddie Freeman free agency watch. That's obviously the headline news. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But as we record this Monday night, November 15th, uh, the Braves just signed Manny Pena to a backup deal, the backup ca- or to a major league deal, a two year, $8 million deal to be the Braves backup catcher, presumably for the next two seasons. And it does mean more than I think most backup catchers being signed would usually mean. Uh, but first I have to just say, Greatest nickname, pretty in good a, in a long time to be signed by the Atlanta Braves. Not drafted by, not young handsome, but yeah, Manny Pena's nickname, the pineapple. Pretty good stuff. Dude. Legendary. Pretty so good stuff. Henceforth, Manny Pena will be pineapple. And, and I, if we say pineapple, that's who we mean, right? And don't add us about it, dude. Like I don't want to. I don't want to receive a bunch of questions about this pineapple thing, dude. From <laughs> yeah. now on out, he's pineapple. It's at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Yeah, don't you dare. So when the Braves sign pineapple, I think it means Wilson Contreras or uh, I'm sorry, William Contreras will be traded this offseason. I'm willing to go out on that limb. That's my. Hot it take. is only a two year deal, and but Contreras is still pretty young. By the t- and he does have good trade value. He so. does. By the time the Pineapples deal is done, Shea Langoliers will be ready right. for but also, everyday action. Darno has a club option for this next year, but they, he's not fully under contract. So He'll be back. So you think so? Darno will be back. Okay. He'll be the basically everyday starter, but with the DH in play, I would assume Manny Pena, or sorry, the Pineapple, gets more at-bats 
in Atlanta this year than he did for Milwaukee last year, which was 180 at bats, hit a robust 192. Did not have a good year. No, not so a that, good year. That was a little bit of an eye popping number for someone who hit under 200. Uh, but yeah. he is like a career, I think, 726 OPS guy. Uh, nice yeah, ball yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so the pineapple, yeah, 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 serviceable yeah, yeah. at the dish, but behind the plate, he's significantly better at throwing out runners no matter what sample size you choose, then Travis Starr, go, go, go. So True. the major league average, 25% thrown, runners thrown out, uh, roughly 25%. Right. Darno, uh 16% last year, and I think 21% for his career. The pineapple behind the plate, 34 years old, has a career 36%. That's pretty damn good. Thrown out, yeah. And I think it was uh, 31%. Uh, last year for Milwaukee. So they're getting a guy that can throw runners out instead of someone like Steven Vogt who offered close to nothing right. behind the plate as a backup. Catchers are about as hockey guy as baseball gets. You know what I mean? Like they're more akin. Okay, go with that. Yeah, they're more akin to hockey players than they are any other position on the base. I mean, first base comes close, right? But catcher is its own, like, it's, it's not, its own thing. It's not that you know difficult. I mean? Tell them, Wash. It's incredibly yeah. difficult. <laughs> From from the movie Moneyball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hockey guy take, nice take. Thank you. Uh, no rebuttal for yeah. me on that. His I, name is the Pineapple. I do like that. Yeah, uh, so he's quality good. signing. Yeah, I like I like him throwing out people a lot. Uh, I, I'll believe it when I see it because we just don't throw people out at second. Uh, I think I've seen a Braves catcher throw somebody out at second like twice this year. Yeah, it's rare. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. It's rare. So that'll be that'll be a nice change of pace. Uh, what do you think about this Freddie Freeman signing, dude? He's asking for six million two hundred, or excuse me, six years two hundred million. Last time I checked. Yeah, so I think, and I don't know the exact numbers; they're readily available. But what, from what I gather, they're about one year apart. The Braves and Freddie Freeman, and about six million and per a, year, and about six per year. Yeah, that's right. So that seems to me to be a gap that you know is easily right. overcome. But it's a Dansby Bra- Swanson per year, though, dude. But or a pineapple, half or a, a pineapple, pineapple, half a pineapple, half a pineapple. You know, not a full one. Not easy to cut, by the way. Pineapples? Yeah, a lot of pricks. You know what I mean? Like they got those. Pineapples are kind of like the hockey players of fruit. When you really think about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, look, I think Freddie Freeman gets signed, and so does the rest of baseball. Yeah. But I will say that the closer we get to that December first deadline when the collective bargaining agreement comes up and there will be a lockout like you can mark it there will be a lockout come 11:59 right. December 1st uh the closer they get to that the more likely it is that the Braves don't re-sign Freddie Freeman right I, right now I would put it at about 95% I don't think I mean maybe this is just the cynic in me I don't think Freeman gets 6 years 200 million I think they come down from that number I, honestly, I think he ultimately signs in Atlanta. I think he gets six years, but I do think that that dollar figure is lower. I think it's more in the $180, $190 million range. You know what I mean? Right. I, the, I just, and the Braves have a track record of doing that. They yeah. do not offer contracts to players currently on their roster or players that were on their roster that are free agents. They don't offer contracts above what they set as Mark Val- They've right. never done that. But here's what they've also never done. Win World Series. Right. You got yourself one now, and you can't let them walk after this. Yeah. It would almost, a little tiny bit, Spencer, diminish the World Series title a little bit. 
dare I say it, if they let Freeman walk... Oh, it'll be an absolute shame if they let Freddie Freeman walk. Suddenly, it'll be you let him walk right after the World Series title. Yeah, and well, it puts you in Marlins category, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like, it big sell-off afterwards. Like, Braves not sell-off, but... Braves fans would lose almost all trust. Yeah. And I think all the work that Anthopolis has done... And right now, look, he got jobbed in the executive of the year voting. He wasn't even in the top three. Imagine that. Uh, Anthopolis is about as high as he's ever been as far as approval rating from Braves fans. Oh, is yeah. I mean, correct? He, he did about as good as he could have possibly done. So it should be close to 100% right now. Now, what if Freeman signs with the Yankees? Then, I mean, I don't think you put that on Anthopolis, right? Like that, That's <laughs> not his fault. If, if, if Freeman signs with the Yankees, it's not because Anthopolis – didn't want to go to a number, it's because Liberty Media would not oh, allow him to go to a number. I disagree. There's no way I he would let him go. I think if Anthop- if Freeman doesn't sign with the Braves, Anthopolis would immediately, and the, you know, the GM sources and, and those kind of things would immediately start leaking that it wasn't Anthopolis' fault. But the fact of the matter is they have plenty of room yeah. under the luxury tax to sign Freddie Freeman. They do. Now, it would involve... Not signing other people down the road. Yeah, but Liberty Media signs that check. You know what I mean? They're but the ones they're that sign- not. The, but they're not nixing it over six million dollars. Yeah, they're not that involved. Who knows? They set the line, but the line is not. They're not approaching the line. You just signed a pineapple for eight yeah, million dollars. That's true. And you're only six million apart with Freeman. That's Fans true. aren't gonna. They're not gonna understand that his rating would severely drop. I think if they let a future Hall of Famer and someone that. I think it almost makes it more likely that you sign a Freddie Freeman if you're signing like the more peripheral parts to your team like that, like a backup catcher. If you're spending money on a backup catcher and you still have Freddie Freeman yet to go, you know what I mean? I think yeah. it makes it more likely that you're going to sign him unless they've just already decided that they're not signing Freddie Freeman, which I don't think is the case. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, they like, I, 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 I don't see it. Get, I don't see it getting to that point. So I think Freddie comes back. I think they do run it down to like, like I said, 180, 190. Unless unless they get in a bidding war and somebody just throws a crazy contract at him, which I believe Freddie Freddie's Freeman, getting up there too. Freddie you know I mean? Freeman will re-sign with the Braves before Thanksgiving. I believe that. I hope you're right. I he, hope you're right. He had better. Uh, other news in the baseball world: Scott Boris, the super agent, made big headline news at the winter meetings. What an ass! Last week we don't curse on this podcast. I'm sorry, but what a donkey! I know, dude. I don't want to say bad words, so I won't. But what a shitbag, <laughs> Scott Boris. <is. laughs> The number one real estate agent in Savannah is John Carr. Call him today if you want to buy, sell, or just learn more about the market in Savannah. 912-228-0916. 912-228-0916. JohnCarrRealty.com. Find him on Facebook as well. Tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you, and you'll get a little discount off of those listing fees. We got to get to that 62 mark by the end of the year. 62 houses sold is the goal here, and that's what we're aiming for. We got to get there. I think we are within 10 houses now. John Carr Real Estate, the number one real estate agent in this area, born and raised here. He knows it like the back of his hand. He knows everybody and their brother and their mother, and he will find you the right house in this area. 912-228-0916 and tell him we sent you. Here's a quote from The Athletic, Scott Boris, on uh, what is wrong with Major League Baseball these days. Quote, now we have half the Major League teams at some point during the season being non-competitive. 
trading off their players, making the game and the season very different than what it was intended to be. And that was having an incentive to win every game that you played. When the commissioner's office advocated for this, they failed to consider the impact that this would have on fan interest, end quote. Boris goes on to note that Atlanta took advantage of struggling teams seeking to shed payroll. Right. See Rosario from Cleveland, Duvall from Miami, Dick Rod from Pittsburgh, and Peterson, Jock Peterson from right. the Cubs. Okay, so that's Boris's complaint. All right, so so right off the rip, before we get to Chipper's comments, I have some issues with that. If If we take his comment at face value and he says half the teams aren't competitive, that's basically where you want to be. You know what I mean? If you're the MLB, you want half the teams to be under 500 because that means you don't have a huge amount of outliers either way. And Boris goes on to say... In in, in a perfect world, 50% of the teams would be over 500 and 50% would be under 500. That would be a perfect world. It's never like that. It's usually... Perfect world for who? For for viewers. It would mean it's teams are clustered together. But usually we have some really dominant teams, some pretty good teams, and then like 10 shitty ass teams you know what i mean with yes. one or two just absolutely awful un- unwatchable baltimore orioles area teams you know what i mean yeah but so it's not that new so, yeah so that 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 comment makes no sense first off he's just mad that none of the people that he represented won big in the, it, all his dodger players just lost you know what i mean that's right. what he's pissed it about. should be noted boris represents zero atlanta braves players that's significant and I'm he cool does not that. represent one atlanta Brave player. I'm cool with that. Take your ass out back west, dude. Stay in Cali with all this ha- high taxes. Boris also noted that he believes only uh, a maximum of 22 teams are really going to try and compete to win in 2022. So 22 teams in 2022. And that's that's more, a lot of teams. More dude. than 50% of yeah, the Yeah, that's what's a lot of teams, bro. Also, Boris is a large reason why this and, – and guys like Boris doing their job, representing their clients – they're a large reason why the hand was forced on the part of GMs and people making baseball decisions. They're trying to win world titles. Now, if Boris is mad that tanking, quote-unquote tanking, uh, leads to world titles, well, tough luck, bro. Yeah. The Astros did it. The Cubs did it. The Braves did it. But here's the thing. When the Braves did it, the Braves fans weren't losing interest. They were filled in. And I feel like, at least... The fan base was on board. They under, like it's a pretty Agreed. smart fan base. Agreed. And they lost ninety plus games also, three straight it's years. Asinine because the Braves were under five hundred for a large portion of the year. They could have tanked and they chose not to. I like they that chose, point. They chose Good to point. go the other way. So it makes no sense. This isn't an indictment on tanking. This is an indictment on teams not believing in their players or not seeing the long picture with a guy like Eddie Rosario, who undoubtedly should not have been traded at the deadline for Pablo Sandoval. Yeah. That's the Indians got fleeced. Yeah. They got fleeced And Anthropolis did a good job. Say that. Don't say this is an indictment on tanking. This it's not, this is ridiculous. The Braves could have, the Braves could have lost 70% of their remaining games and been, had a good draft pick or whatever you mean, you might yeah. want as a tanking team in the MLB. I don't actually know how all that works with like, you know, well, MLB draft is different. That's one of the things that baseball has been considering in the upcoming CBA, not to go too inside baseball. There is a formula, 60-40 formula, that would make draft picks. Uh, there would be stipulations on draft picks in two ways. No team could draft twice within the top five ever. 
period, not allowed. 60-40 formula, which would have 60% to do with the win-loss record. Seems hard to enforce, but I'm cool with it. 60% to do with the win-loss record from the year prior and 40% to do with market size in general. That's the way they were determined. So it would almost be like waivers where the team with the lowest payroll that year goes first. Yeah. And waivers. That's how the draft would go. So if you tank... You're not necessarily guaranteeing if a team like the Yankees say we're to tank, they're not necessarily guaranteed because they'll be dead last in the right. market size in the forty percent of the value. That is an option, and I do want to say this before I, we go to Chipper Jones's rebuttal, which was all time. Scott Boris has a point, a minor, a minor, tiny little point within all of his assholeness. There is a point to be made that baseball has itself. A dilemma with tanking teams. I mean, there is no doubt about that. that the teams like the Orioles, but are so tanking. does basketball, and so does football. In every sport except soccer, if has people, that issue. But if people aren't, the point is, if people aren't talking about it, and right. if people aren't upset about it, then it's not a problem. Yeah, and that's where I think baseball is fine with where it's at because maybe not the Orioles as a great example, but when teams like the Braves do what they do, if there are results to back it up, who is baseball? to step in and tell them how to run their franchise. You know what I mean? If yeah. it leads to a World Series title, that's it. But I, I do think that Boris, obviously, is just doing this to fill his job. Chipper let him have it, man. Chipper's quote uh, in response, two days afterwards, been thinking about Scott Boris's comments on the Braves. Maybe CA should institute a muzzle mandate so stupid shit doesn't fly out of his mouth as easily. The pest of the West and his comments about the Braves I find especially funny. Since he is the head of the zit that may cause certain teams to have to sell off their players. Been done this way for years. His favorite team, the Dodgers, traded for or signed three eventual Hall of Famers and still couldn't get it done. But because it paid off for the Braves, now it's a problem? Dude, stay in your lane. No one cares what you think. Hashtag shake my head. End quote. Nice. It's, shake, it's, it's shaking my head. By shaking the way. my head? Shaking my head. Not shake my head. Hashtag shaking my head. Shake, shake my head. Shaking my head. Shaking my head. There you go. That's what you took out of that? Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, all the other stuff, but just when you said that, it, like, we can't come out as Luddites here, dude. We're, we're young men, <clears throat> still in our prime. Flu game. Flu can game. I, can I tell you this about flu games? Flu game. <laughs> can I tell you this about flu games? Just, and it has nothing to do with your awful take. <laughs> there have been guys that played with the flu that scored zero. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? There was just that one time when Michael yeah, had yeah, flu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about your Hawks. They're terrible. <laughs> well, they did just beat Milwaukee last night. After losing six straight. That's true. That happened. Your, that boy, happened. your boy DeAndre Hunter out for eight weeks now with an injury. That happened. But as we said with the Braves and Hawks law, Spencer's law, the Braves can't be good while the Hawks are good. So the, the Braves win the World Series. There's a little bit of a lag until the Hawks get it going. Then they finally beat the world champs last night. They're gonna get it. They're gonna get it rolling. Although they did just lose DeAndre Hunter for eight weeks, yeah. which is a good omen. I think we can all agree that's a good omen. When is this Hawks... a bit, or are no, you no, actually? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a bit. Okay, but whenever the Hawks lose a key player, they go on a run. Right, this is what happened last year. So that's what's gonna yeah. happen. That's what's gonna happen again this year. We're gonna get the ball rolling. I think you had a take that you say they go five over for the next five. They're gonna win five games more than they lose right. while DeAndre Hunter's out for the next eight weeks. Yeah, I would even bump that number up a little higher because I've just looked ahead of their schedule and it is Cupcake City. They have to shrink the rotation because none of the it's guys not working, are dude. performing. It ain't yeah. working. It ain't working. Herder's not being aggressive. 
Uh, yeah. Trey's, Trey just played his ass off last night, but he hasn't been shooting well. See, that's that's the the problem with this Hawks team and why they're why they're going to struggle with consistency. They're five and nine as we record on Monday. They night. they pretty much go as Trey shootings go. Trey's shooting goes. You know what I mean? Like if Trey's not shooting the ball well, they're losing ninety percent of games. It's just yeah. how it goes. So yeah. they've got to lock it in on defense. It's really frustrating to watch, honestly. As as you know, you were uh, you were watching that game. Uh, I think it was Friday night, right? We were texting back and forth. Probably. Who were they playing? I don't remember. Oh, the uh, Nuggets. It's like they spot. Oh. It's like they spot guys ten points in the first half, and then the entire game they're just struggling to get over that hill, and they never quite can. And and they didn't do that this past game, and it they won by twenty. Their so, defense I mean, is brutal. It's but bad. Let's bro. not. And they have so many good defenders on that team. They're eighteenth in the league in scoring as well. Yeah. Let's not pretend like they're a juggernaut offensively. Yeah, that's not going well either. I think. I think. You can watch this Hawks team and be like, okay, they're going to score better than this at some point, though, right? Like, the defense is more concerning to me the, the def- because the effort's not there every No, night. it's not. It's, it's not. not there. And clearly, what we talked about before the year, are they going to care about the regular season? The answer has been a resounding no. And they're not no. good enough to not care about them. They're no. Not, they don't have those dominant And I thought they players. were. I thought they were good enough to still win – half their games when they're not playing well. Yeah. Which is what's required in the league. Yeah. 82 games. You have to win half the games when you play C+. Yeah. And they're not winning any games. They're so guard-centric. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have... they have a hundred of them. Well, yeah. They don't have players that can have a shitty night but still win because they just go and dunk all over everybody. You know what I mean? They have to shoot the ball well. They have to defend. They have to get into the half court and execute. They can't just show up and sleepwalk through a game and win it. It's just not going to happen. Uh, so we'll see over this next stretch if they beat a bunch of teams that they should beat. This is an eight-seed team at best. Uh, dude, this is an eight-seed ceiling. I'm going to keep it at three. I'm going to keep it at three. I think they're going to get a winning streak going here soon. I I, uh, I like what I saw on Sunday night. I like I like the mojo they got going. Trey was hitting them from all over. Did you watch that game Sunday night? Against the Bucks? Yeah. No, I was watching the Celtics lose. Trey, Trey hit like like four straight threes from like basically half court. Put up a 40-piece, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Put up a 40-piece. That'll work. And still only got two free throws. So, I mean, that's eventually going to come around, right? They're an eight, no, they're an eight seed. This is the, <laughs> they're, gonna, they're going to lose in the first game of the play-in tournament. And uh, I believe if they don't pick it up, it's time for a players-only meeting. Yeah. We better oh, see I think a, it's already been we time. We better see a story soon about a players-only meeting. Yeah. And a guy 11th or 12th on the bench. Right. I think we can both agree on this because we talked about it uh that that night, this team does not deserve John Collins. The city of Atlanta doesn't deserve John Collins. He goes out there every night and he puts on it like he plays his heart out, heart out, and these guys just don't even show up. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's pathetic. And look, the Hawks should be thankful for a lot of things, including the Braves World Series title. Yes. But also, the Falcons being terrible has largely helped to keep, I think, what was already like a mediocre fan base in terms of interest. Excuse me. Well, in terms of interest versus the Braves and versus the Falcons. Okay, sure. I would think it's a clear third. Yeah, I thought you just meant like in terms of quality of human being being mediocre. I was about to get oh, mad. Oh, potentially that too. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not really one to judge on that. I, I think that they've benefited from that, but pretty soon it's going to be just the Hawks. They're going to be the only show in town, and it's going to be a pretty bad show. Well, hopefully they, they get a turn. Out. Yeah, hopefully they get a pick. I think it's an eight seed at best. Okay. I'm, I'm going to stick with three. We'll see. We'll see where this week goes. They could potentially... By the next time we record, be like two or three games under 500. You know what I mean? Mm, possible. Can we get the ball rolling. We'll see. We'll see. It's still November, dude. It's for, still November. For Coach McNate's so sake, I hope I hope that's true. 
Uh, let's talk about dugout mugs. Dugoutmugs.com slash Braves. Use code GRITS, G-R-I-T-S, for 30% off of your order. MLB officially licensed product from dugoutmugs.com commemorating the Braves 2021 World Series title that will not ever get old saying that. Uh, Hell yeah. All different sizes, all different products for your home bar, for your man cave, or for your tailgate um, next season. Check them out and get them while supplies last because when the holidays come, these things will sell out. They're a perfect gift. Absolutely. I've already had a few people order them. Dude, uh, I've been using mine pretty heavy. Have you used yours at all? I've used the aluminum one, not the wooden one. Okay, I've been using the wooden one like on the golf course out of the harbor. Come see your boy sometime. Dude, Full, fill it up with the beer. It's it's great. It, it doesn't get cold like an aluminum mug might through the, through the winter months. Doesn't that's sweat. important. Doesn't sweat. That's important in the winter months, especially on the golf course. And it looks great. It's a great looking mug. You, you can't I mean? have moist fingertips can't. on, the, on no, the golf no, course. No, 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 it's not allowed. Uh, check them out. Dugoutmugs.com slash Braves. Use code Grits for thirty percent off of your order. Dugoutmugs.com slash Braves. Um, all right, Spencer. Let's talk football. We can go. Let's go college football. Okay. You want to go college football. I, I say we go Falcons because it's going to be so brief. We're just going to trash them for a minute. The Falcons went all the way to Dallas just to kick a field goal. Yeah, that was pretty bad, bro. Uh, on Sunday, they gave up halfway through the game. The second quarter, it came unraveled. Um, Matt Ryan gets pulled. The offensive line was really atrocious. Right. The entire game, and you know, it looked and was backed up by the fact that all the players were pulled. Early in the third quarter, the, they gave up and they were preparing for Thursday night versus New England. Uh, I don't know that there's too many takeaways from this except for this is another example of how bad this roster really truly is. Yeah. And I, it's kind of crazy they've gotten to four wins, isn't it? Sort of. And like, you sort of come away like, man, Archer Smith deserves a lot of credit. Almost, for yeah. This team I mean, with four it, went, but they just lost by forty on the road. It makes it makes so, uh, it makes this next Thursday night game almost a must win. You know what I mean in terms of in terms of what in terms of getting to the wild card because right oh you before mean playoffs this, yeah before it is this, a must win before this past week the Hawks were in the in the playoffs they were in the playoff picture before this last week I don't believe they are currently in the Falcons fa- that's what I meant the Falcons were in the flu game dude flu game flu game. Mm-hmm. They were in the playoff picture before this last week. I, I think they got to win next week at New England. It's still a winnable game. Uh, New England's been playing better, but it's still a winnable game. Uh, this one, you kind of got to circle, in my mind. What, what do you think? Well, I think, yeah, because the reason why, you, like, if you go into New Orleans, Dallas, New England, you knew you had to win two of those three, and you'd probably be underdogs in all three. Right. So they were 10-point dogs to Dallas. Like, they weren't. Really, that's a pretty sizable line, right? For so it is only one loss. Well, I, saw, I saw seven and a half at one point. I didn't bet it clearly. But if they look, if they lose to England, now you've lost two of those three. It's over. It's officially yeah. Over. It's done. Then we're gonna have to start talking about your seven and a half bet. That's true. If they lose to New England on Thursday night, and New England comes in rolling, they are rolling. But again, it's a winnable game against a young quarterback. You know what I mean? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I still think it's... It's podcasting for dummies right now. It's notable. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not... Who am I to tell you what what's going to happen? take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's podcasting for dummies over here? Oh, yeah. You've never been one to tell us what's going to happen to guarantee what's going <laughs> that's not. That's not your... I'm just, I'm just clearly backed off the throttle here because I said the over was going to hit no matter what. Now I, I, I've had no confidence in that the past two weeks, even though they've been a 500 team. 
I uh, haven't gotten an over right in 25 years. I think they, I think they lose on Thursday. I think the over's dead. No. Yeah, I do. I do. You're, I mean, maybe, you're maybe, just saying that. Maybe, maybe. You're just saying it. Sleep on it. Yeah. Come back for 93, revived. They are not a good team. That much is for certain, especially without Calvin Ridley. Yeah, who no also team. quit on them. Yeah. I mean, he so quit on this weird, team. weird, dude. He quit on this team. So weird, and it just hasn't been talked about. Like the ben At Simmons, all. The Ben Simmons thing has been just like, like he's just gotten scorched earth for basically the same thing, and Calvin really just decided he didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. I don't er- know. Early. Like, yeah. Pretty early. Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA, is owned and operated by Ross Howard, and together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players from ages 8 to 80. Think about that. 8 to 80, it's a young man's game. Full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the Academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility, Ross Howard, our guy, Helping us out, sponsoring the Hot Grits podcast. Give them a call, 912-484-5282. College football, Georgia keeps rolling. 10-0, they finish SEC play. 8-0, beating teams by an average of 40-8 to throughout SEC play. They knocked off Tennessee, uh, got down early, and Tennessee had a little something going early, early, early in the game. Uh, Offensively, I thought the... Tempo was going to possibly give Georgia problems, um, but it ended up not. What did give Georgia problems was that piece of shit playing field at Neyland Stadium, which every two years Georgia goes up there and players get hurt. It's happened for as long as I can remember. It's a sandlot up there in Knoxville, yeah, and it always costs Georgia players. Last week, it you know there were injuries everywhere for Georgia. A lot of them turned out weren't too serious. I think Jordan Davis you know, was sick. A lot of people uh, on the defensive side had, I guess, cold symptoms and weren't feeling too hot. Nolan Smith got hurt. Um, I think he'll be back for Charleston Southern. But I mean, the, the takeaway for me is that Georgia won a game against another type of opponent. Tennessee was the first and only type of opponent that right. we see like that. The, the takeaway for me is this was pretty much a guaranteed win, despite some Tennessee fans trying to talk themselves into this being Upset alert, you know what I mean? I actually did text all the Tennessee fans that I know and just said, upset alert when they were up 41 to 10. They put a bunch of alerts. <laughs> the jerseys but were cute, though. They, the yeah, that was cute. cute. Uh, but Georgia kind of went through it this past week. They had a uh, linebacker, you know, uh, go through, basically get taken off the team for a rape trial that's yeah, going on. Adam Anderson. So I wanted to see how they would look coming out, if, that, if they like came out a little flat, anything like that, and they answered every question. When it comes to that, so they just rolled over them. Yeah, you know so, the classic uh, scripted plays from the first drive for Tennessee. Yeah, and did I don't work. I don't but. think you'll hear a storyline for the rest of the year about how the Georgia overcame adversity or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they're, this team's good enough where that's not going to matter. They're starting to get some guys back. Yeah, um, I, I think there are still some questions along the offensive line, especially the pass game. I think that's another thing that people aren't really talking about enough is that Stetson Bennett over JT Daniels. Stetson Bennett's mobility and at least 
serviceable mobility, I would say even almost above average mobility is in play a lot of times when he drops back. Like it's not like he's getting all day in clean, extensive pockets to throw out of. Right. Their Georgia offensive line has been a okay when it comes to the running game. And James Cook, Jimmy Cook, yeah, looked awesome. Yeah, he did. against Tennessee, they got Georgia. Their running back situation is about as good as it could get, and their wide receiver situation is getting better. They scored over forty points, Spencer and Brock Bowers had two touches. Uh, Darnell Washington one touch. Uh, Trey Burton one touch. Uh, those are their best players, right? And they didn't really seem to be needed. There are questions. On the offensive side, um, where do you think Georgia ranks passing game in the NCAA? 130 teams. Ooh. Like their actual rank or like my subjective rank? No, no. Where do they rank after the Tennessee game? Like in in the NCAA passing per game? Say like 15th. 65th. Oh, okay. Damn. 65th. Damn. So just because they score 40 doesn't mean there aren't some issues, which, which may never be exposed. They may never have to play a team or play a game where those things will be exposed, but there are weaknesses. Damn, I thought I was going conservative with the 15th. No, 65th. Wow. I was shocked when I heard that. But look, they scored over 40 points again, and they're 10-0 and and 8-0, and the undisputed number one team in the country. Uh, Charleston Southern got a good defense, though, coming in. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not, I'm not even going to do that. Uh, it's on SEC Network Plus Infinity uh, Premium Plus Extra ESPN Plus this week. I'm willing to bet you can't even bet the money line for Charleston Southern. I'm no shot. To, yeah, I'm willing to bet you can't. You couldn't even bet it at uh, Georgia, Missouri. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Which is Jeez. nuts to think about. Uh, and also on the Georgia front, uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech uh, in two weeks is Saturday at noon in Atlanta on ABC and then Georgia will prepare for Alabama. Um, I think that might be Jeff Collins' last game as the Georgia Tech head coach, if anyone cares about, about that. Uh, I wanted to segue into Georgia Southern, Spencer, but in that vein, there is some talk on social media, you know, a very highbrow place, about Clay Helton being hired at Georgia Southern from Southern Cal, JT Daniels being a former Southern Cal quarterback who presumably – will not be starting at Georgia again in the foreseeable future. Right. I mean, even if he comes back next year, there's a chance that he gets beat out by either a returning Stetson Bennett, who could still return. Crazy. Like, and obviously Brock Vandegrift, other guys coming at Gunnar Stockton coming in behind him. JT Daniels might go to Statesville. That's some of the talk that people are talking about on Statesville. There's at least a connection there. Could you imagine that? I would at least make it to a couple Statesboro, you know, Georgia Southern games that year. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. You're not I mean, going... if they're going to throw the ball, yeah, I'm there, bro. There'll be some throwing this yeah, weekend. If they, air, if they air it out more than 20 times a game, I'm there. Georgia Southern won in Texas last week against Texas State. Uh, bad week for the state of Texas. See Kansas over the Longhorns for that one. Um, but look, three wins for Georgia Southern. Two games left. They welcome in number 14 BYU. This week, the highest-ranked team ever to play in Statesboro. If they go two and zero, Spencer, if they beat the number fourteen team in the country and then beat App State, are we, are we talking? Are we talking about the over? There right could now? be an over no here. Chance, we dude. could have ourselves a five-win no season, dude. and I will be vindicated, dude. And I'll just dance around in the studio, all right, the entire episode. Are you willing to bet on it at all? No, I can't I'll double down on this. Crazy bet. odds. No, I I'll got give you crazy like 10 odds to, on the I'll over. Give you like ten to one odds right now. I don't like my chances. All right. in that if you give me a thousand to one, no. 
look, if they beat the number 14 team in the country this week and get to four wins with one game to play against App State, <laughs> I might go to State. I might go to Statesville for or Boone, whatever that game is against App State. I might go there. Yeah, I go. That That'd over. be fun. We would need that. Yeah. Tell JT Daniels to come with us on an unofficial. You don't like that take. No. Uh, Savannah State got jobbed out of the Division II playoffs. They finished the season 8-2, and two, Spencer. And then Sunday afternoon for the NCAA's selection show on D2, uh, <laughs> they just didn't even mention Savannah State. They revealed the bracket, and then they don't even talk about Savannah State being left off. The top seven teams in their region, or whatever, their super region, go in to the playoffs, and Savannah State finished 8-2. and two. They were number eight. A team ahead of them lost, and then number nine jumped them to get to number seven. Does that Unreal. make sense? No, it, it doesn't make any sense. I want to know but where that's... Shannon Sharp is. Like, How does he not well, stick up for Savannah on, State? He's on record as saying he doesn't care about Savannah State, right? He, he needs he, to go on record and say something like Savannah State got snubbed. It would take him five seconds, and yeah. it would blow up. I think he actually does not like Savannah State. I think though. he like, doesn't give a shit about him. Yeah, I, I think he actually hates them for how he was treated or something. You know what I mean? Like, He doesn't re- really... Rep them at all. You never hear him break it up. No. On his show. So, and I, this is a perfect time to bring it up. Like, I'm pretty sure he good. has actual beef with Savannah State. I, I I can't remember why I think that, but I'm pretty sure he does. Well, it might be the fact that Savannah State rarely recognizes him. You could drive through that whole campus. Yeah, that's wild. And not see one thing about him. For me, forget T.A. Wright. You should name the stadium or something after Shannon Sharp. Or at least have a ceremony or something for him. An anniversary, and then force him to come to campus. Either he doesn't show up, and now the ball's in his court. Yeah. You've just held an honor for him. He didn't even want to show up. Or he comes, and that's only a benefit for you. That would be really wise of Savannah State. Um, still a good season for Russell Lamassi and those guys. Our guy, Russell Lamassi, over there coaching with Sean Quinn and Savannah State. So hats off to those guys from the Hot Grits podcast. Sorry that they got jobbed. If Shannon Sharp won't stick up for him, we will. Yeah, I will. For sure. HGP. I know you will, Spencer. Uh, will you be watching Tiger King 2 as it comes I out? Will be t- I will be watching Tiger King 2. I can't wait. Uh, I'm actually like, it's like the TV event of the year for me since Peaky Blinders hasn't come out. Dude, I'm I've been hyped. waiting for so long for I Tiger d- King 2. I'm a little bit, I'm, ca- what, what's the word? Cautiously. I'm cautious. Cautious. I'm cautious about it. I feel like I might get let down on this. There's only so like outrageous it can go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shake my and head. I feel like they shaking my head. I feel like they've already gotten through most of the juice in that story. But maybe. Maybe there's some follow-up stuff. Well, Carol Baskin killed her husband. Yeah. We know that. Like, that's got to be explored. I think some of the other storylines. I hope the chain-smoking cowboy comes back. Yeah, me too. The kind of narrator that sat alone in the yeah, bar yeah. in an undisclosed place in Switzerland or something. He <laughs> was the sneaky winner of the series to me. Like, that guy was awesome. I think he was number two. Tiger King won. The winner of the series is the guy on the jet ski. Oh, yeah. The big fat guy with the excellent flow. Just looking exactly like Kenny Powers on the jet ski in the pond. Not a lake, not an ocean, just a pond in the middle of the city. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited about Tiger King, too. The more pressing question is, how do you rate my flu game performance here? Is it a zero-point performance, or is it at least a B? Um, I, I did get notably hot during the, uh, the, the college football thing. I started like fanning myself. The, the listener can't see that. You know, It's an audio was, experience. Yeah, I was starting to struggle a little bit there. How did I do? Uh, C plus B minus. Okay, thank you. I, I oh, like to I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Kind of thing. I'm cool with that. Um, all right, we're going to wrap up. Spencer, I got to read your one surprise headline here. Hit me. 
Um, this. So from, hard from here, baby. This from November 14th. Uh, headline reads, quote, Egypt, three dead, hundreds injured after a scorpion swarm. Whoa. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Quote, three people have died and almost 500 were injured following a scorpion swarm in Egypt's southern city of Aswan, A-S-W-A-N, caused by thunderstorms since Friday afternoon, bringing many of the injured onto the streets and into people's homes. Holy many shit. of the attacks included scorpions in mountainous areas of the governor raid. A representative of the Ministry of Health said that 89 people were hospitalized on Friday oh with god. hundreds of others receiving treatment from hospitals. Oh my god, dude. You could have said alligator swarm and it wouldn't have been as scary. Scorpion well, I, that's what I was going to say. Power rank scariest animal storms. Oh. Because Sharknado was terrifying. Yeah. I, I mean, there are sharks that can fly in, out of tornadoes. This is pretty, pretty comical to me, but uh, I think scorpion's got to be up there. It's got to be at least two... I don't know what you would put as scarier than scorpion swarm, dude. Pretty, that's pretty scary. Piranha swarm. Piranhas. I was just thinking yeah. about what's the scariest. Like piranhas are. Piranhas. Piranhas pretty, are the scorpion dude. of the sea. You know. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, catcher. They're sort of the hockey player. Catcher of is the, the hockey ocean. player. <laughs> yeah, catcher. Catcher is the hockey player of baseball. Piranha, scorpion of the sea. Uh, shark is the alligator of the ocean. Okay, flu game, B minus, B plus now. All right, thank you. <laughs> Find me on Twitter, at Jadon Sports, uh, the show, at Podcast Grits, on Instagram, The Hot Grits. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, too. Please go like our Facebook page, The Hot Grits Podcast. Um, thank you to all of our sponsors, as always. Spencer, how do they find you? Find me on Twitter, at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. I will be active throughout the week tweeting for, for the Hawks. You know, I'm, I'm one of their, uh, their biggest followers. You know, sometimes I get retweeted. That's a lie. I don't get ever get ever get retweeted from them. That's true. Knock the flu game down back to a C plus. Yeah, C plus, uh, yeah. C plus, B minus. Sorry, bad take there. Uh, we'll see you guys for episode ninety three. Thank you. Stay safe. Wash your hands. You filthy animals. Peace.